Hi, I'm April Lovett. And I'm Daryl Lovett. We've been together for six years, and we have a sweet and sassy little girl, an adorable and talkative little boy, and our fur child, our dog, Lainey. <laughs> oh. That's funny, huh? Hi, I'm April Lovett. And I'm Daryl Lovett. We've been together for six years, and we have a sweet and sassy little girl, an adorable and talkative little boy, and our fur child, our dog, Lainey. That's right. We also work our nine-to-five jobs together, we teach together, and we own the Lovett Company. We do so much together, and we wanted to share some of our tips and tricks for living out our 24-7 relationship. That's right. A relationship that is all day, every day. Plus, we wanted to share with you how we managed to run our business alongside full-time jobs and still find time for kids, chores, and fun. So in this podcast, the Success in Black and White podcast, we will talk about navigating the gray in life. So get ready, get ready, get ready. We're going to be bringing to you Real Talk concepts every week as we share some of our stories, best practices, as well as talk to guests about how they found success by doing extraordinary things in their everyday lives. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of Success in Black and White. The podcast. We are back one more again. We are back one more again. We are. Go ahead and get comfortable. I know. I'm sorry. You're shifting around. I'm good. I should have done this before. but It's all good. <laughs> you know. Welcome to our show. It wouldn't be us if we didn't have something on <laughs> something there like this. Here. You know what I'm saying? It's true. You comfortable, though? Yeah. I was seeing you moving the stuff around. Since you did it, I decided to do it, too. Uh, okay. Well, you know. This episode ain't about moving furniture, y'all. <laughs> <laughs> rearranging the living room <laughs> yeah all right so um what's going on I hey guess. we got another episode in our series of buzzwords busted that's right so let me let me give you the intro real quick before we jump into this okay um so we did our episode last week oh excuse me mm. yeah yeah i'm good okay oof Oof. Are you sure? Yeah, now that I got that out the way. Okay. Um, we Keep did going. we did an episode last week on the buzzword thugs, mm-hmm. and during that episode, um, as we were kind of talking, we used a word and a phrase in that episode that we have used <laughs> up until recently, um, and, and um, one of our listeners was so kind to reach out to us and they basically called us out on it Mm -hmm. in a very very nice polite way and um once we found out just like we do with with all um of these buzzwords or things that we hear back from people we like investigate it we like research but listen i don't want to take away that's a very nice that's what, you're very nice, but what I use the word I know, but it was me our, specifically. It's our, it's our, it's our podcast. I know, but afterwards, you even said you were like, "Well, when you used it, like I, I kind of heard this." I heard part. it, yeah, and I was like, "I've never heard <laughs> this before, so let's go. Let's yeah. this can be our next one." But we do want to say thank you to the listener who happens to be a friend of ours. Yeah, we appreciate it. We and appreciate anybody it. else, like, reach out to us, like we. Hey, oh yeah. When 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 I wear the shirt and we talk about the real real, like we're that's real, a, real. across the spectrum. Yo, we don't know everything. And and if you let us know, mm-hmm. we're gonna go and, and do our research and try to find out as much as we can. That's right. And even if it's coming back and, and kind of uh addressing it, we'll do that too. We ain't gonna shy away from that either. So um yeah. 
Yeah, she she used the word. And, I did, and, and I was just like, eh. I didn't I didn't stop her when it happened. <laughs> and I know why, because he knows me well. Yeah, <laughs> but yeah, we got because I would have gotten sidetracked, been like, oh, tell me more about that. And then we would have lost and then the whole way sidetracked, yeah. and we were already like, it was a sixty minute episode yeah. already. So, so, but anyways, to give you that backstory, that's kind of how we um, have arrived to this point yeah. right now. So. Um, April did an incredible job of, of, I mean, pulling so much research and we're going to try to keep it in a condensed form for this episode. We're going to try. Just so that you understand. And and once you hear this episode, when you think about or decide or even hear the word or term or phrase used, Mm -hmm. hopefully you get second thoughts about it. Yeah. All right. So let's jump on in. Okay. So this week's buzzword busted is actually a phrase and it is, I got gypped. Yep. Yep. That is not the context that I actually used it in last week when we were going through our thug episode, but, um, the term that I used, this is, this term is more commonly known. The I got gypped is more commonly known and it is a derivative of the word that I used, which was gypsy. Gypsy. Yep. So we're going to talk through, I was like, man, I never knew this until our friend sent that to me. And then I was like, well, let me do some more research. Um, and Daryl was like, like kind of new and I'm like, (laughs) I had no idea. So I think that for our audience, the people that are either from like a mind of the spectrum of like, never heard that, never knew. And now you're going to know, just like me, now I'm going to know. Um, and then probably all the way up through, like, the people who were probably cringing when I said that last <laughs> week. So first of all, my apologies, especially if I offended anybody. Um, because you know what? You kind of, you're in a zone of, if you know better, you do better. And I didn't know, but now I know. Oh, so she know now. Better. Yeah. Oh, yes. We so, all about to know. Yes, we all about to know tonight. So... In the context of learning and unlearning, we are going to unlearn some terms while we are learning all about the history because it is a doozy. I first came to Daryl with some of this research, um, I don't know, like two hours ago. And I was Mm -hmm. like, here you go. And you're like, and you asked me one question about it. And I was like, well, I don't know. And then I went back. Let me go back. (laughs) And now there's like eight pages (laughs) So we got a lot to go through. So we'll just start. So what I I want to kind of start with the Merriam-Webster dictionary of the definition of gypped itself. And in the Merriam-Webster definition, it says gypped is is referring to being defrauded or swindled or cheated. So like you'll commonly hear this I would, I'm not going to say you, but I would commonly hear this if somebody would be like, man, I got gypped. Like, I used to use it as a sports reference of like, oh, man, I got gypped on points. Yeah, Yeah. I got gypped. Like, (laughs) that is, that was the terminology you just used. And I think it's this I resonated with us. I used it all the way up until about, I want to say four, three, four years ago when I really started to not use it and really like when i even thought about using it or it came to mind i heard somebody else using it like where it would actually bother me i had a conversation with someone um and they kind of explained what you're about to do right now but they did it in a quick like (laughs) we went for like a walk like a 12 minute walk and um this person i I respect i respect so much and she really just dropped knowledge on me in about 12 minutes 
on a walk that we took and um i was just like oh my gosh like i felt so bad one because the because she was the one that said hey let's talk about this <laughs> but then the, the when you know she kind of let me know and gave me the background and and the historical context and i was just like oh my gosh i had no clue yeah. and that was probably about four years ago when that happened and ever since then anytime i ever thought about it or heard somebody saying it or it came to mind i always went back to that moment yeah um because i was so impacted by that person and by them taking the time and explaining it to me yeah so that i i don't use it yeah, and we, I try my best not to use it. Now, every now yeah. and then I do get caught up. I ain't going to even lie to y'all. I ain't from the front. I get caught up when I'm with some of the fellas or, or like, you know, yeah. and, and how I said it. If we playing cards or something and I just get in that moment and you have a beverage or two and then just like, boom. And I'm, but when it happens, I'm just like, oh, oh, my gosh. Like I well, so, immediately know and it registers right there. So I, I want to ask though, because this is the hard part is like, if you say it, then do you go back and you like kind of correct yourself and then say like, oh, I shouldn't have used that. Or do you just kind of keep moving? Nah, when it happens, I'm just like, dang it. Like, all right, D. Like I, I, I had that like dialogue, inner dialogue. And I'm just like, all right, you got to do better, man. Like, at least you're catching it. Yeah. Like, it's registering when it happens. And I kind of do a right. self-check, self-reflect real quick. Um, and, and then moving forward, it's like, I'm less likely yeah. for it to happen again. But that could be a learning moment for somebody else. If you tell I them, know. You now, know. That's, where I'm, that's where I'm not carrying the ball, you know. <laughs> I, when it happens... I, we're we're doing it here. Yeah, so. we're doing it here. When it happens, no, we I'm with, it, the, yeah. with the homies or whatever. Mm -hmm. and, and it's just like... Uh, I get, I kind of address it within and then I just keep going about what I'm doing. So it could be a learning moment where I could have been like, hey, did y'all hear what I just said? Oh my gosh, y'all know the history behind what, you know, and they probably look at me like, what? what? I mean, I did, okay, I don't want to get too much on a rabbit trail, but this is, I have the same issue. I address people, like groups of people as you guys because that oh, yeah. is something that is a term that I grew up with that is very much a Midwestern term. Like that's just a greeting, almost like, hey, y'all. And, you know, obviously some people don't want to be referred to in a very patriarchal male dominated greeting. <laughs> so yeah. I still have to pull back. I said it the other week and I told the group, I was like, I'm so sorry. I'm trying not to use that phrase. I understand that people are offended by that sometimes. So, you know, yeah. it's just a learning moment. Anyway, that's a rabbit trail. All right. Yeah. We have a lot to talk about, but, um, All right, come on, let's jump in, but getting jibbed, this is, and I think another reason that we want to talk about it is it's so easy to use this term and people don't typically know where it comes from. And to be honest with you, when I thought about the way, like just hearing it, I never really see it in writing. And so just hearing it, I was like, oh, like gypped, like J-I-P-P-E-D. Like that was how I thought it was spelled. That's not how it's spelled because it's a derivative of gypsy. Um, but it is one of the most commonly used racist collo colloquialisms yeah. in existence today. Um, and so we do, we want to go through this. Um, so it's used it has been in the past used most often like in social circles. Like if you can picture the early 1900s, one of the most famous books that it's in is the great Gatsby. Mm -hmm. And this is the line in the great Gatsby is we had over $1,200 when we started, but we got gypped out of it all in two days. So this is like 
super prevalent. Everybody's using this term. I don't want to say everybody, but a lot, a lot of, people of people are using this yeah, term. A lot of people. Um, and basically the reason is it's so offensive is that obviously derived from gypsy and equates the gypsy people with being thieves or cheats or con artists. Right. So what we did was we went back and we dug into the history of this term. So there, (laughs) when I went back the first time, I'm like, oh, this is interesting. Like I see, obviously you shouldn't use this. I don't know. I don't know. And when you asked me, about a term about it. And I was like, well, I don't know. Let me go back and look. And then I found all of these things, all of these ways that people who are referred to as gypsies, which we'll get into in a minute, are have been persecuted and continue to be persecuted. And right. it, it literally rocked my world. Like, I don't think that there is, I don't know, arguably, they're probably one of the most persecuted peoples in the entire world. So... Let's get into it a little bit. So historically, the word gypsy was commonly used to describe a people group referred to as Roma. And the Roma people originated thousands of years ago in northern India. So I thought this was interesting because last week when we talked about the word thug, Thug, right? it originated where? In India. Right. So... We have not done the research to like say this definitively, but when we were talking about, we we're like, why do you think that this is <laughs> like, why are these terms originating from India or from people who were in India? The yeah. only thing I could think of was maybe it's in relation to their case system. Yeah. And I don't know. I mean, but it is very prevalent there and it is very um, public facing. I don't know enough about the case system to really speak on it like super intelligently. I just know that it it has so much been a thing that people are aware of it. And then it does really put people into classes where it classifies them. Right. So if you're on the lower end of the caste system, then maybe this is where some of those more derogatory terms that turn into racial slurs come in. Right. I don't know. And if that we'll was the case, yeah, that. we'll have to. And if that was the case, that would be the group of people that were probably trying to make moves. Probably. To, yeah. you know, find a better living situation for themselves. Mm-hmm. So. Yes, Absolutely. So they originated in northern India, apparently just where the term thug came in last week. They were displaced, I think, well, at least as far as we could find, the first time that they were displaced, like a major displacement, was during a series of 11th century Muslim invasions. Many were taken as prisoners of war back to what is now modern day Turkey, but was the Byzantine Empire then. Um, many were slaves. So when they were taken back, they were slaves. Some were indentured servants. So it very much mirrored kind of what happened in America. Right. Yeah. Um, with, sorry, not with the Roma people, but with bringing Africans to America, (laughs) enslaving them. Some became indentured servants and not many. Um, One theory of the Roma people were that they were, oh, maybe this is why I said that. 
So one theory, and we'll post a lot of resources, but one theory was that they were a low-caste people in India, known for their music and singing. And after, after they were displaced in the 11th century, there was nowhere for them to return or to call home. So some historians claim that they're unique and that they do not have a homeland. Yeah, that's that's crazy. When, mm-hmm. when I was reading through the notes, I was like, to like not have a, you know, like where you right. be like, I represent. Yeah. They like, I represent nowhere. Right. Wow. They have nowhere to call home. And at first, when I first saw that, I was like, oh, like that's sad. And they don't have anywhere to say like, well, this is our homeland. Like this is where my peoples originated from, even though I live here currently. And it's actually a lot worse than that. And we'll get into that in a little bit. So as they scattered from northern India, they were given the term gypsy, which in many various languages from like Spanish to French to like all these different languages, the term gypsy is actually slang for Egyptian. And so Eastern and Southern Europeans assumed that they were Egyptian because of their features and their dark skin. Now, Roma people that were not enslaved did continue to flee for their lives throughout this time. They sought refuge in many different countries in Western Europe, but with their dark skin, they were persecuted and they ended up being expelled primarily in the 14 and 1500s from Germany, Milan, France, Sweden, England, and Denmark. Um, Records from the 15-1600s found that If any Roma um, or Romani people were found in Switzerland, they were ordered put to death immediately. Immediately. That's crazy. Um, Any of them that were found in Portugal, which was a little bit more of a capitalist society than Switzerland, obviously, even to this day, they would ship them to colonies Mm -hmm. to be slaves and primarily to Brazil, Mm -hmm. which I thought was interesting. Um, another thing that I found, and this is like fast forwarding a lot from the 1500s and 1600s up to World War II, and I just, I never heard this, so I don't know if you I never heard had this. heard this. Nope. I had no idea. Nope. But what we're used to hearing about the United States, um, you know, and sadly, is the Nazis killed almost 6 million Jews. Right. Is the estimated number. Um, And we hear about that often. But what we don't often hear about is at the same time, they had a um, parallel genocide with the Roma people that they referred to as gypsies. And so they killed about 400,000 Romani people Mm -hmm. in in enslavement camps like they had the like they had the Jewish people in. I never knew that. I didn't know that. And I think because anytime I've heard you know the history and i even went to a, a museum like the, i guess i don't like wanna, a world war ii yeah you just it's it's kind of, i feel like it's buried i never yeah. learned that until tonight when we were researching yeah. this so yeah so if we kind of fast forward to current day so say like post world war ii a aka current day which i know is not actually current day but some of it is So the Roma people are still scattered and they have faced severe persecution and discrimination throughout all of history still continues to this day. And I'll give you examples. Right. Um, After World War II, surviving Roma people scattered to this is terrible. 
they scattered to the Czech Republic, Hungary, and Romania. And this is where I got caught up tonight. Yeah. Right? Because <laughs> I came in there with like half these notes. And you were like, oh, so did they come from Romania? And I'm like, no, I don't think so. And you were like, but Roma people, like Romania. And I was like, I don't know. So we had to go back and look at this. And yeah. they did not, that is not, they did not form Romania. They did not no. come from Romania. No. Actually, the percentage of Roma people who live in Romania is estimated at 1.6%. It's low. Yeah, I was about to say it's real low. Yeah. Yeah, and so they're considered a marginalized group and they're persecuted in in Romania. Yeah. Um and one of the things that I just thought was ironic when I was reading about this is that at some point, it was before World War II, but it was still what you would consider more current history like the 18th um, 19th century. At some point, they had in Romania, all every Roma person or every Romani had all of their gold stolen yeah. from taken them, from taken yep. from them by mm -hmm. the government, mm -hmm. mostly jewelry. And so I just found that ironic that most of the time when you say something like being gypped or you think like gypsies and like for whatever reason, these like mythical stories come to our head of people on the road who would like take things from you or take your jewelry. And it was, they actually had, were, all, of their they had all of their stuff stolen, stolen from, from them, them. right? Yeah. By the government. Yep. Interesting. Anyway, this is even worse what I'm about to say, but right after World War II, the Roma people who went to Czech Republic, Hungary, and Romania, they were banned from being nomadic, which is interesting because they were forced into being nomadic centuries earlier. And then for centuries and centuries, that's all they knew how to survive was to keep moving around as they continued to be persecuted. Right. And so then to be banned from your lifestyle of origin right. would not... I don't know. Like, what do you, what would you even do? Yeah. And we talked about that briefly. It's, it's kind of like they were like all of their stuff was stolen and they were forced into nomadic lifestyles. And then it's like when they did what they had to do to survive, then it's like shame on you. Yeah. <laughs> we talked about it. I was yeah. just like, oh, my gosh, this is this is crazy. Right. Like it's right, because you were like, well, where did they get that reputation? Yeah, I was like, well, where did they get the reputation? And as we were doing the research, and I was just kind of like, ah, I get it. Because every, you know, city or, or place that they traveled to is like they weren't accepted there. Right. Or they was either persecuted. So then they had to. Or move. they were like, or you could be killed on site. Or you could be site. killed on site. Yeah. yeah. So they had to keep moving for their livelihood, not right. just because they wanted to. And I think that the way that it's perceived now mm -hmm. is like, oh, they're just out there traveling and doing this stuff because they want to. And, right. and I'm like, no, they were doing this for their livelihood, not because they wanted to, but because they had to, or they could have possibly died. Right. And then our hypothesis that we don't know because we didn't look further into this part, but there is potential that some of these like rumors or myths about them came about because if you're currently fleeing and you're cur currently constantly fleeing for your life and you're right. constantly nomadic because that is how you stay alive, 
but you still have to eat and you can't get respectable work anywhere because people constantly discriminate against you. Mm -hmm. I mean, maybe you are stealing food so that you can eat and live. You know, I don't know. We have to look more into that. Right. But But what I I did find, what I did find in the research though, is that they did try to work. Right. Like the men would go and, and like they would tend to the horses Mm -hmm. and they would be, um, like, um, well, what do you call it? The the metal workers. Um, oh my gosh! It just I I had it and it slipped my mind. I know. <laughs> Anyways, like Smith. blacksmith, blacksmith. <laughs> yeah, they would actually go yeah. and try to work. They would work with the horses and and um the livestock and yeah. the they would be blacksmith and the women would use their skill sets and they would try to work. But like you said, because they were marginalized, like people wouldn't even like accept their business or even allow them to be successful in the work that they were trying to do. So it wasn't like they were just out there not trying to work. If our hypothesis is true and they did revert to some of those methods to survive, like they tried to work. And I read that in in some of the research, Um, but they were discriminated against, they were marginalized and the work that they were trying to do was sometimes accepted, but more so likely not accepted. Mm Because they were Roma. Yeah. It's just crazy. It's crazy. I mean, it's Think not about crazy. it this it's way. It, it, our world. Like, they could potentially try to go to work knowing that by trying to go to work to make a living could be killed at work. Yeah. <laughs> Think about that. If you went to work so that you can, you know, pay your bills and take care of your family, and every time you went to work, you risked a chance of somebody at your job killing you yeah like that's tough it's just very it's very um it's very like hauntingly similar to there's just so many parallels to when we talk because we talk often and we're learning often about the truths behind American slavery. And even after, you know, after the emancipation proclamation and we're learning about, you know, those hundred years of, you know, Jim Crow law. Well, Jim Crow's weren't a hundred years, but close Jim Crow laws and, you know, freedom for black Americans at that point. Yeah. There's so many parallels. Parallels are crazy. Yeah, it's really the same. Anyway, I never even got through this. (laughs) Oh, go ahead. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Come on. Okay, so after World War II, surviving Roma people, they went to Czech Republic, Hungary, Romania, right? So they're banned from being nomadic. And this is awful. The women were forced to be sterilized Mm. to stop the reproduction of the Roma people. Mm, 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 Mm-mm-mm. And so those Eastern European nations, it was basically forced sterilization. Yeah. Which I'm like, why the women? <laughs> First of all, yeah. why anybody? It's a horrible, anybody, yeah. horrible, horrible why thing. Why the women? I get you. I'm with you. But it's so much more dangerous to sterilize women than it yeah. is men. So, <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. This really, well... With, we're also listening to the, well, I listened to the entire, entire series of this scene on radio season three of the patriarchy. So yeah. <laughs> I'm like, men. <laughs> anyway, okay, so back to the Roma. As early, or as 
few years ago, <laughs> that's not the right way to say it, but anyway, in 1997, so recently, as recently as 1997, the Czech Republic aired documentaries. And at that time in 97, the Czech Republic still had many Roma people, Romani people living there. The Czech Republic aired documentaries of wealthy Roma people who looked like they were not being discriminated against, who were living in Canada. And they were targeting their Romani population in an effort to practice what I would call, quote unquote, humane exportation. This went so far as mayors of cities in the Czech Republic offered to pay for plane tickets to get the Romani people out of the Czech Republic. So in the last like three months of 1997, almost 1,300 Romani flew into Canada to claim citizenship. Yep. Wow. They paid them. They paid them to go. To go. Mm-hmm. Wow. Everybody want to be in Canada, apparently. Um... So it's just like they're heavily persecuted there and it still continues to this day. 1997 was not that long ago. And there is even a story from early 2013 where in Dublin, Ireland, um, somebody called the police to say that there was a blonde, blue eyed girl from their perspective who was living with a Roma family. And they believe that the child did not look like the Roma family with whom she lived. The police came and removed the child, even though the family was protesting and saying, no, that is our child. And the child was protesting and saying, no, that is my family. Those are my parents. And the police still removed the child from mm, that family. Mm, mm, mm. 2013, y'all. 2013. So there's discrimination. I mean... This, I mean, that one hit me hard because we've talked before on the podcast about the fact that our kids, if you're alone with our kids, they really don't look like you. If I'm alone with our kids, they really don't look like me. If you're just looking at like from a distance, you know? Right. And so that one hit home for me. Yeah. Rough. Um, so they still face this, this people group. In Europe, even in, they migrated to Virginia, they migrated to Louisiana. Um, and so there is some of this in the United States, but you really don't hear about it. It is much more prevalent in Europe. Um, but there's just still so many, like, people accuse them of child abduction and right. theft. And it's just crazy. Yeah. Even, what is it, when you eat, your, when you eat people? Cannibalism? Yeah. Really? I don't know. I thought I saw that oh, I somewhere in one of the, oh, one of the readings. Maybe. Uh, maybe it was in one of those ones that I didn't That's possible. want to put a research. But I saw I saw that in there somewhere. You know, you never know. And <laughs> this is, we've been talking about <laughs> since, this is like kind of a rabbit trail. <laughs> but we've been talking about since like two weeks ago, they had the whole Twilight movie saga on <laughs> TV. Hey. And I made you watch it. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> so anyway, so Daryl's like, where did vampires even come from? Like, <laughs> I'm like, who right. made those up? When like, did, who like, made them when up? When they made them up. Right. Or did they make them up? Or or did they make them up? I don't know. I don't know. Anyway, you had me watching that nonsense. I know. But it's so funny because then we started talking about it again today when I saw a picture from a social media account I follow of like 
misfit history, I think. I'll have to find it and we'll link it. Um, but they found from like the oh, 15th yeah. century, this woman's, it was a female skull and she was buried with a brick in her mouth somewhere in Eastern Europe because they thought she was a vampire. And obviously if a vampire dies, you put a brick in their mouth so they don't eat people apparently. Wow. So the moral of those <laughs> stories is how the stories the stories get man. passed down. I know, and, and all it takes is is one group of people or um, someone in a higher enough with a higher enough profile, yeah, to start it, and then it just kind of trickles. Sounds like the game of telephone. It is, and by the time you get to you know 2020 America, and we're all saying, "I got gypped." Yeah. And it is a reference to gypsies who were really n- not meant to be slang for Egyptians, but really weren't in even reference Egyptians. to right, the Roma, the Roma people from, from India. India. Good. <laughs> it is a mess. It's a mess. But it is, it's very derogatory because when you say I got gypped, you're talking about being, you got cheated out of something right. or conned out of something. And that is a derogatory term in reference to that people group. Yeah. Um, we've also, there are a couple instances of this being said, um, by modern day people in America. We'll name it America because honestly, there are people in, um, there are politicians in Turkey who, well, Turkey and other Middle Eastern countries who use it as a derogatory term on purpose and don't care. Um, it is part of their... Just trying to make sure that you know your place in our society, I guess. Um, so we had read that as well. But then um, both of the Obamas have used this term. Right. Yeah. Michelle Obama used it during an ABC interview where she was describing living on a part-time wage, um, talking about how she got gypped. And then um, Barack used it during a town hall meeting in Philadelphia, where he told people he'd regulate health insurance companies to make sure that customers weren't gypped. Yeah. So both have used it again, kind of say, I mean, yeah, I feel, I feel know, like, I know yeah, like, like you said, like those stories, they get passed down, but no one mm-hmm. does the, the research or the history. And, and because it's so commonly used it and accepted mm-hmm. and no one really understands or knows it, it just keeps going you know um just like i said everybody who's listening to this episode like afterwards whenever they think about it or even say it I, i'm sure it's gonna register and i'm like oh my gosh like yeah i hope it does or some people just so, might be like yeah. oh i know better but i'm still not gonna do better right right um, we're telling you all these buzzwords busted so that once you know better you can do better so yeah do better but um there was another time an author of a book that she titled <laughs> this was in her book title gypped colon a ray and riley mystery it's a fiction book um it was a murder mystery full of financial scams set in sunny california so she later came out she got called out for using it as a racial slur she apologized she did she did the what do you call the apology when you like apologize and say but it's not backhanded it's that ain't even nothing that ain't no apology it's not an apology she, so she apologizes and she said but i asked all my friends and none of them knew the origin of this of this 
word or this phrase. So I think that was our, that was like my final example of how it's used to say like, now that you know, it's really not okay to keep using it. And if you right. do, use the moment as a learning opportunity. You right. Know, like we kind of started out talking about. Definitely learn an opportunity. Um, when I did find out, like I said, it made me think twice. Like yeah. it was a conscious. Yeah. Like when I thought I was going to say it or thought about saying it or heard it said, I'm just like, oh, no. Mm-hmm. Um, so... And like Daryl said, we're going to have, as we go through these, like buzzwords busted, or like if we find phrases, there are a lot of things that we found that are just very common in pop culture to say, to reference, to even think. And you just may not know where the term comes from. And so as we do research and we tell you more about them, now you'll know. Definitely. Yeah. Yep. Well, that's all I have for this term. That's it. We got that one done. (laughs) And not in 60 minutes. Yeah, I know. And and I feel good about it because, you know, like you said, we used it in the episode and Mm -hmm. um, we definitely want to acknowledge that and um, give you a little bit more history about it so that now, you know, we know we We can do better. We can do better. Mm -hmm. Hopefully you'll do better. If not, you still know. That's the whole point of this. So, yep. All right. Until the next time. Bye. Peace. Hey, everybody. Thanks for listening. If you enjoyed this episode, don't forget to subscribe on any podcast platform and make sure that you rate us. Also, we do have a YouTube channel if you prefer to watch our antics. And we also provide closed captioning. And if you want to know more about us, go check us out on our website at successinblackandwhite.com. Or you can reach out to us directly on social media. My social media handle is I am Daryl Lovett on all platforms. And mine is April Dawn Lovett on all platforms.